Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem. Today, we're super excited to have Pastor Jason Britt in the studio with us today. Hey, Pastor Jason. Thank you, Miss Angela, for having us back, having me back. Great to have you back. Yes. And today, we're joined by a very special guest, a very special friend, Pastor Anson McMahon, who is the lead pastor of Emmaus Church in Buford, Georgia. Pastor Anson, great to have you on the podcast. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Super cool. So, okay, we got to talk about first how you two know each other. Give sure. us a little bit of history, a little yes. bit of backstory, embarrassing stories, anything you want to give us. Well, I'll start since <laughs> this is Bethlehem by the Mayest Church. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Anson and I met, we were 19. It's a summer camp. Um, and that was really the first time we all got together and we just hit it off. Um, it was a blast and it would, you would work, you live together basically seven or eight weeks and you, every Monday through Friday, a thousand kids would come into camp. We were the camp staff. First time we really all cut our teeth teaching the Bible. First time we ever really all ever cut our teeth, like living with other people. We all had a house. Roommates. Roommates, the whole nine. Yeah. Dustin Maddox on our staff served with us. Who's also our sound guy. Yeah. Right here. Uh, some of the people remember Pastor Adam back in the day at Bethlehem. He was there. It's where wow. I met Nan a year after. Very cool. Uh, so that was our history. A lot of history. Yeah. And we just were buddies, Anson and I. I mean, you can throw in there. I mean, that's where I mean, Anson we, was I, in making. I feel like we all signed non-disclosure agreements after those <laughs> weeks that we lived with each other, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. There's it like was, some things huh. we just can't say. Right. Yes. But right. put it this way, we had a lot of people praying for us over the years. Yes. Which is why we're in ministry right and now. And there's even, and yes, non-disclosure. <laughs> and, and if you went back and listened to the things that we taught when we were 19, we would all be ashamed that because right. theologically they oh, were all son. Huh? Hey, I found, I found <laughs> an old tape from a camp when I was around that age. Nice. Oh, it's horrible. painful. I mean, I'm pretty sure people got unsaved. Wow. Oh, yeah. You guys are really, really lucky that there weren't iPhones back then. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, seriously. I, or Facebook. Yes. Or right. Any. You signed T-shirts is what you did. That was kind of how the kids would come up at the end of the week, and we'd all sign T-shirts and stuff like that. And that was, and it was just a different world. I mean, yeah. I think maybe we had a cell phone, 98. I didn't. No, I was I poor. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you probably what did. What did you drive? You, you grew up a rich Tequila. You probably oh, had a cell yeah. phone. <laughs> Ford Ranger. Thank you. <laughs> what did you drive? Oh, man. I had a um, 1988 Powder Puff Blue Ford Thunderbird that had duct tape on the headlight. Yep. My first car was a Ford Thunderbird. So. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it would overheat at every red light. <laughs> I was pouring like a coolant in it nonstop, nice. like yeah. every pretty yes. much everywhere. It was terrible, man. It was good. We had the time of our life. And Anson and I, you know, we he traveled a lot early on in ministry, kind of traveling. And he and Joel, that's when Joel was doing that. Okay. And Joel's a few years ahead of Anson and I. Uh, but I would do that some. And then we just have always crossed paths. I've always remained good friends. He was in my wedding. I was in his wedding. Cool. Uh, I think you and Heather got married before Nan and I. Yeah. 
2000. August yeah, 2000. we were 2001. We were yep. about a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how long is it? And then you planted a maize. He was in California, came back when here. I was in California. I brought you out a That's couple right, times Modesto. to speak. And, I mean, we, he was in Modesto, California. And, and Joel and I went out to Joel-led worship. I went out crazy enough. It's when Joel got in the wrong car. Remember about oh, yeah. this? I've heard burger. about this. At the end of one burger. I told that in story that here at Bethlehem last year. That's yeah. right. Joel That's just, right. he thought, Joel just hopped in. He just hopped in, and thankfully they didn't have a gun because people <laughs> in California are illegal. Yeah, that's right. In Georgia, uh, so there's the a lot manners. of cool history, man, and we've just been each other's friends and fans for years. Yeah. And probably now it's more of once or twice a year we'll catch up and eat. We're big Georgia fans, so we'll text back and forth, and uh, sometimes I'll call him and go, "Hey, you still in ministry?" Yep, and he'll call me, <laughs> "Hey, you still in ministry?" We celebrate each other's wins, and then we. When you sit in the chair of senior pastor, it's kind of cool now for yeah. both of us because it's not a better chair. It's just a different chair. Right. Yeah. You, you, there's a camaraderie that comes with when you're able to. I mean, that's the thing that I appreciate about our relationship is it doesn't matter how long we've gone yeah. without talking. You call and you just pick up. Right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's no like, hey, I hadn't heard from you three months. Right. Or there's no like, uh, it's no just weirdness. We, we, we know yeah. each other. Yeah. We know life. He's got daughters. I've got three kids. And so you just add it. And it's, it's it, and so it's just cool. Yeah. And so, I think the world of his wife, Heather, and and you got a senior this year? Going to have a senior? Yeah. Annabelle will be a senior. Okay. And Madeline will be 13 in August. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We just, we're, we're walking that road of the, the kids flying the nest. So tell everybody about Emmaus a little fun, bit. Sorry yeah. To yeah, I was, that was my cool. next question. Uh, yeah, go for are it. Are you, so are you from Georgia originally? Originally from, well, kind of, I'm from Macon. Oh. So that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's as much Georgia as it could possibly yeah, be. It doesn't really count. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Uh, so yeah, originally from Macon, um, Heather and my wife and I actually met in youth group. And so we were high school sweethearts and dated all throughout college and got married in 2000. And then uh, I, w- I, was, I was traveling full time and doing speaking stuff. And then the Lord moved us out in 2003 to California. Yeah. Did student ministry out there for mm. some years and then moved back here and did student ministry. And then um, had, had felt, had sensed a call from the Lord to, to eventually plant a church when I was out in California. I, uh, started tracking with uh, X29 Network and, mm-hmm. and really just sort of delving into that whole world. And um, and then in 2010, uh, we officially uh, officially launched Emmaus Church in a in a gym in Swanee, and it was uh, crazy. And then we moved for a year to the Mall of Georgia Theater, yeah, which was uh, uh, we we basically referred to it as purgatory. It was yeah. like the worst possible <laughs> place to ever. Now, I you was, were part of the I church was a plant part there. of a church plant. Remember uh, the Mill Creek Church? Regal Tony Cinemas. McCollum? Really? That's where yeah. Angel, Angel yeah. was there. Wait, at, at Regal, at Regal? Cinemas. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know if it was as crazy for y'all as it was for us. Yeah. But... It was actually not bad. Okay. But but we were only there for maybe, we were there for about three years. Whoa. Yeah. yeah we yeah. were there for 11 months. Wow. Worst and, 11 um, months of your life? uh yeah honestly <laughs> i mean dude there's the craziest stories like we'd we'd have people walking in and we'd be like handing them bulletins and they're like no i'm here to see a flick right um we, we one time times. i was doing i was doing an uh i was doing my uh closing prayer at the end of the sermon and the uh they do early shows there that's the mall of georgia they do early yes. shows 
And so we had to be out by a certain point. I was doing my closing prayer in the preview oh. of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, <laughs> which was great for the kids. Wow. Yeah. Good timing. Great so timing. It was, uh, yeah, it's we were there about 2003. 2002, 2003 is when we wow. planted the okay. church. Wow. So it was before y'all? Was that? Yeah, because we yeah. were there in we were there in 2013-ish, okay. I think, yeah. is when we were at the mall. Yeah. Man. We must have gotten them. That was like in the beginning when they were like ready. And I think we were yeah. provided some extra, you know, supplemental income for them on the weekends. And, and it was uh, right. I mean, it, they, was, they, it was a good gig for them. <laughs> it was weird, man, for us. You know, I won't get into all the craziness because, you know, uh, names would have to be changed to protect people. <laughs> right. But, right. Um, but, I, but, you know, the, 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 the theater was very accommodating. Mm -hmm. Regal was as a mm -hmm. company, mm -hmm. which I think was actually based in Colorado, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, but the GM of the mall really didn't like churches. And yeah. so it was kind of a weird situation. But, yeah. you know, the Lord sustained us. That was, good. yeah, that and was the guys setup and teardown days. In uh, basically having an office park, you was your church. Yeah, we we moved into a, we found a we found a facility mm -hmm. that um, the largest part of it used to be a one of those inflatable jumpy mm -hmm. deals. So it was a big, huge, massive shell of a uh, a building. Yeah, and then we've slowly taken over uh, most of the office park to make kids space, discipleship space, and all that over the years. But um, yeah, and then we have the worst parking of any church I will. this uh, side of the Mason Dixon line. If this is bad. Mm. The 316 campus here is okay, bad. Okay. Anson's there's there is like you gotta think about how an office park and it's it's bad. I mean yeah. when I tell them I'm like, hey man, like when I went to preach, I'm yeah. like, hey man, I'm here in June, which means it's not gonna be as packed. <laughs> okay. Because it's June. Same way but it's gonna be, you know, it's summer. We know it. And he's got problems in summer. We got problems. Ours is a pain. His mm -hmm. his is bad. So they okay. may win. They All may right. win. They may win the award between. It's like the fish and lows, man. I mean, every <laughs> Sunday we we have we have to share parking. Thankfully, Buford Head Start lets us park over there, which is a hike. Mm -hmm. um, but we have people in our staff that we have to park over there and make the. Well, a lot of churches, that, the pastors we? get a close spot. No, it's we, the opposite. Yeah. Here we right. park in the, the furthest spot. We, we park, park, I park the in a cow pasture across the street. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yes. I was like, man, pastor of church is large. It must be great. Sure. Sure. I share an <laughs> yeah. office with my, my executive pastor and I park yeah. in a gravel lot over across the street. Yeah, uh, at five a.m. It feels like on Sunday morning. That's right. So, that's right. Welcome to it. Man. It's it's insane, man. But we, I do get my steps in yeah. every Sunday, so that's good. So, what is your what's been your favorite thing about leading Emmaus Church? What's your what's your favorite thing about being a pastor there? Uh, I mean, for 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 me, it's um, seeing a church go from like fifteen people in your living room mm. in a core group phase to what it is today. Yeah, and knowing that it's not because of you, mm -hmm. because you're a knucklehead, and that the Lord. Um, so often has uh, has moved in spite of us and so often has protected us from some really dumb decisions and has cleaned up a mess when we've made dumb decisions mm -hmm. and grown the church um, over the years. And um, witnessing that and then having the perspective at some point to look back on that and go, oh, okay. Um, it just reminds you of the faithfulness of, of King Jesus to the promise to, to build this church. So it's... Yeah, that's that's my favorite thing. I love it. That's I great. think the uh, thing that's unique about Anson and I's relationship, as far as when it comes to pastoring and preaching, is like the, you change over time. 
But at the core for Anson, where we had a connection, is he's an energy guy and I'm energy. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's like, like there's people change. Like, yeah. I was there. Anson still preaches with the Jeremiah 17 fire yeah. and bones. Yeah. I still, it's like, like, you know, like when you get it, like both of us, we talk about it. Like on Sunday morning, you know, Thursday night, whenever, there's a nerves you have. And if you don't have those nerves, you don't understand what you're doing. Mm -hmm like the holiness. And so there's like, there's always been this kindred spirit because we both are laid back people away from everything. Yeah. But in it, when it's time to go and yeah. preach the word and yeah. there's just an energy and a Jeremiah 17. And so he and I have always had a kindred spirit like that. Cause not everybody's like, it's not right or wrong. Sure. It's just Style some, it's just an different. energy yeah. that, uh, I think that's cool. That's kind of both of us. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And then, and then I, and then it's funny though too, man, cause our, we, we have a lot of differences as well. Oh, 100%. Like in personality where, um, and I may be totally wrong about that. I don't think I am though, because I've, I've lived with you for weeks in the <laughs> summer back years ago. And again, there's an NDA on that. But I feel like you are far more of an extrovert than I, than I am yes. away from the, from the platform, so to speak. Yeah. Where, whereas I, I tend to be a situational extrovert yeah. where in certain situations 100%. I turn it on, but it, it makes me exhausted and I need, I need time away. And I'm the awkward guy. Like I'm the, I'm the awkward dad at the daddy daughter dances at the school. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the guy. I don't want to talk. I don't want to meet people. I just want to stay in the corner and, and, and dance with my daughter and not, you know, it, I feel like you're, I feel like you're different 100%. in that. Um, but I, but I'd agree with you, you too on, go ahead, brother. No, no, <laughs> there you go. You're a hundred percent. That's a great observation. And Yes, like you find your you get you refueled when you're alone. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I am refueled, people fuel me. <laughs> right. And yeah. so like I am like I like my time, you know, we'll get to it, but my preparation time and all that I have to obviously, but like people fuel me, energy, the life of it, the you know, and and walk in a room and have I don't know how to like it'd be weird for me not to be talking to somebody or cutting up with somebody or whereas you are, you are when I'm on, I'm on, but when I'm off, I'm an introvert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And where, and I get, I get fuel from sitting in a corner reading, reading Stephen a book. King's 11, 63, <laughs> which I'm reading right now. Oh, about JFK. Is, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. Have you read that's, that? That's a great one. Yeah. Stop it. Have no, you I really? It. It's I love unbelievable. It. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Don't spoil it though. It's I'm only like a it's time travel. It's all about yeah, time travel. It's yeah. crazy. Time travel. Gig, man, a diner. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. But that's, <laughs> that's where I get, I have to escape to that kind <laughs> okay. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing that you read that. I read it a few years ago. They and made I, a, sh a series about it too. There was a show. I saw it. I, I nerded out yeah. and jumped down the little rabbit hole and found that. I haven't watched it because yeah. I don't want to spoil the book, but uh, but I did it, see that. And we, there are probably little things theologically, Anson and I are t a tad bit different on, not much. Yeah. But we, we, end of the day, seeing people's life changed by Jesus is what drove yeah. us in 19. Yeah. And like now I'm 44, you're 45, or are you 44? I am 45. Yeah. So yeah, I thought you had a year on me steal the fuel of seeing people's life changed by Jesus. Yeah. You yeah. know, so we're going to, Anson's going to preach through Luke in 70 weeks. Right. If I did anything more than well, 10 weeks, if, I'd jump if we off. We go fast. 
if you go fast. If I did, <laughs> if I, I if I did everything anything for ten weeks in a row, I'd jump off a bridge. Yeah, right. You know what I'm right. Saying? It's like, nah, ah, you've I'm done good. it before. I've done it. I've done, I've freaked through it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that's his. Yeah, there's some differences. Okay, but there's not a right or wrong. So let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, what is what fires you up about teaching, Anson? Like, what is it that you just love teaching? I mean, I think I think a lot of what Jason just said, where I I dig out, and maybe this is a, another personality thing. I dig out on the narrative. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the whole, and so the journey, to me, the journey of going from the uh, pronouncement of Jesus's birth to the 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 road to Emmaus in Luke yeah. twenty four. I, I geek out on that, being able to walk people through and put all the pieces uh, together. I, I love that, and yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, we we did we did Exodus in like two and a half years. We did Genesis in two years, and but then but then we you know we'll do Malachi in four weeks, right? Yeah. And so, um, but I, I I love that. Yeah. Um, some would call it expository, but I, I I and I guess it is expository. But I don't tend to like geek out on Hebrew and Greek, and yeah. you know, I I don't like to get. Okay. I like to meet people where they are and bring them along. Right. Um, but I, I, that's what I love. So is there a passage of scripture that you could just teach over and over again? Like, is there something that you always come back to any, any particular story narrative? Wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's I kind of caught you off guard there. You, you did. I mean, but it's weird because like for me, and I don't know if you're like this man, but my, my favorite book of the Bible tends to become whichever one I'm teaching yes. at that moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yes. it's weird how yeah. it works. It's just yeah. like, man, I love Ecclesiastes. And then you're like, no, but I like Luke better. And it's, <laughs> it, sure. You know, it's, it's interesting. And, yeah. and I think I am a expositor, but what I'll do sometimes is stay in an idea for a while, but stay mm-hmm. in that same text. So yeah. we did Romans 12 and we're just going to stay in Romans 12. Right. Uh, but I haven't done Romans one through 16. Now, I've done Romans eight. I've done all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's a little yeah. different. But then we've talked through Philippians. We've talked through Ephesians. We've talked through Jonah. We've yeah. we've done uh, some things like that. Sure. Um, you know, but I think uh, it's just, I think in this day and time, there'd be like, sit there and go, no, 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 there's differences. But the beauty is we smile, we'll cut up because Anson, like I'm going to teach 35 minutes. He goes a little longer. So I call him before he teaches I go, Hey man, he goes, what do you want me to do a 15 minute devotional at Bethlehem? <laughs> He's joking. It's a joke. And I'll get up at, at Emmaus and go, Hey, y'all are going to be the, for the first time, I'm going to be done 35 minutes. Wow. And they start clapping because it's the I joke. Mean, our, our kids workers love it. Oh, they, they're like, Joe, when Jason Jason's comes. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, but, but there's a mutual respect, but we are who we are. Right, right. We love each other. Well, that's what, isn't that what makes the body so amazing? You know, is that everybody has the, has different gifts, different styles, different ways of teaching. And there was a couple so. that were moved to New Jersey. They were at your church. They moved, they moved out here. They went here. I just forgot their name. Yes. Yep. They they loved dancing. They here. They just moved right after you were here last year, or mm-hmm. right before, and it was cool because again they saw the similarity between us. I didn't even know we were friends, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been cool to uh, <clears throat> see it through the years. And That's God's cool. done a good work in Emmaus and yeah. good work here. And we're we're big fans and cheerleaders. And yeah. So you guys, when you teach for each other, you do you always swap? Do you always kind of do? We like, just started this last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just like I don't know. We just kind of. I was like, I it basically was like January, February. I go, hey man, you'll do it again. Yeah. That's All right. Cool. Yeah. That was kind of the deal. Yeah. It's just you know, I for me, I think it's good for our church to realize, like in our own context, a lot of times we'll bring friends in from New York, 
or bring somebody in from another state. Mm -hmm. But hey, man, we're, we're 25, 30 minutes apart. Buford and Winder's yeah. kind of different worlds. We're neighbors. Yeah, Monroe, Oconee. <laughs> right. But we're still neighbors. Yeah. And it's, the kingdom's happening in Buford. The kingdom's happening here. That was the idea. Right. Yeah. One week, it just helps. And so we do our thing. Mm -hmm. I just said, what are you thinking? And I told him what. He kind of told me where he's been. I told him where we've been. And, and we just kind of said, where do you feel like God doing? And that's yeah. where we went. Yeah. Very cool. Amen. So, okay. So as a discipleship team, we, we use the podcast a lot of times as a tool, as a discipleship tool to help people jump in the word more, how to uh, schedule their quiet time, prayer, tips for prayer. So we, we love it when people are reading their Bibles, obviously. We're trying to get people in the word more. Yeah. So what we hear all the time, well, how do I do that? How do I jump in the scripture? How do I get started? When you are approaching the Bible, New, and you're new to it, you're a first-time believer, or maybe you're coming back uh, to Christianity after, you know, taking a, a journey somewhere else. So when people are coming back to the Bible, what would you say, what are some tips or some practical suggestions that you have for people to start studying, start reading the Bible when it can seem overwhelming? I think one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest resources out there right now, and, and my wife, Heather, is the one that even told me about this. Mm -hmm. uh, back a couple of years ago and let me let me in on the secret but there's a uh, and you guys may have heard of it there's this, there's a podcast called the Bible recap yeah Tara Lee Cobble yeah yep. it is fantastic yeah. because it serves it it's that supplement to your own Bible reading because you don't know where to start yes. right I mean especially if you're new to scripture if you're new to the church if you're new to uh, the discipline of, of, of being in the word you just don't know where to start man. right and so Having someone like that, mm -hmm. she does a fantastic job of uh, you're reading the same text and then she gives the synopsis of it yeah. on the podcast and talks through it. So puts, the, you know, connects the dots a little bit, helps you understand it. And and it's it's a daily thing. That's right. And if I if I'm correct and remember this right, like I, I feel like she even repeats books of the Bible, but she'll do it differently. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a great tool particularly for people who like, they, they just don't know where to start. Yeah, that's, I love that because we've had so many women uh, in our church, yeah. so many people that have done it uh, through the Bible recap. Right. Um, reading the podcast and then I think there's even a version devotional that you can read along with oh, wow. with it. So yeah, so just making that really practical. That's That's been a, a huge resource for us too. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I love it. And, and I think like it is, you know, like God wants to speak to you. Yeah. Starting with, yeah. it's not that you're trying to go figure out how to be a better Christian or how to do this right, but that actually God wants to, like starting with the premises, like the scripture is meant for us. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, no doubt. Look, man, you get some of the heavy lifting in the Old Testament, Ants and I would be the first to tell you, don't start there. <laughs> I always say, get in the Gospels. Yeah. When Jesus becomes beautiful, the Old Testament makes sense. I love that. And, and that's really it, it, good. The, you know, and, and, and so much of the argument of deconstruction goes away once you settle Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it's when you're not settled on Jesus. And so if you get in the guy, so I always like, I, I think the last, when I preached, I'm a Christian, the last time I preached, before, you know, before I start back here in a week or so here at Bethlehem, I said, get in John. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah. Just start. <clears throat> and, 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 and so for me, it's been like, Sometimes you want to go, if you go to John 1, stay in John 1. If you stay in John 1 for two weeks, God's yeah. not going, hey, 
<laughs> what are you doing? You're still in John 1. <laughs> Speed you, it up. <laughs> you, just, you know, yeah. a chapter at a time like in the Gospels. Yeah. Because once, and John, because Matthew can be a little Jewish as far as sometimes some of the early parts of Matthew. So I right. tell people John or Mark. Right. Those it's two. Fast pace. Mark yeah. is the, yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. action just, gospel. If you're coming back. Yeah. And then just, there's not a right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it, the, the right or wrong is if you, it's the whole deal you know, just start to pray right. and just start to read a chapter a day. And I know mm-hmm. Anson would tell you probably the same thing. Sometimes it's good Psalms prop, but do start somewhere. And mm-hmm. so if you start with the premise that God wants to speak with to me and Jesus is the center of that, yeah. start in the gospels and go from there. That's yeah, great. I totally agree with that, man. I think I think also understanding that the I feel like the Lord I feel like the Lord is far more patient with us than we are with ourselves mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. And so we beat ourselves up yeah. of, you know, over issues like, oh man, I, you know, I, I struggle when it comes to praying consistently. Mm-hmm. We all do. We, yeah. we all struggle yeah. with that. And I, what, one of the things I love is that, is that, and I, and I pointed this out to our people recently where um, even the disciples struggled with prayer. Yeah. And I love how in Luke 11, they come to Jesus and they say, they say, teach us to pray. Yeah. They didn't say, teach us how to pray. It's not like I don't know what words to use or where to put the period. It's like, teach us to do that. Like they've to seen consistently do Jesus do this over and over again. It's a priority. And they're like, teach us to make that a priority, mm. to do that thing the way that you do that thing. And I love the fact that Jesus takes, you know, Peter, John, and James up the Mount of Transfiguration and he's praying and they're asleep. Yeah. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, they do it again three times. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of narcolepsy is this, man? Yeah. But they're struggling in prayer. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And I love, mm-hmm. I love the fact that even people that went on to write books of the Bible struggled with the same things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. And the Lord knows what we're made of. He gets that. And, and we, we need to understand that he, his disposition towards us, I feel like, is one that's far more patient yeah. than I know I am with myself. Yes. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. What's the, what's the yeah. scripture in James where he's talking about Elijah, even though he was as human as we are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he still prayed and God heard his prayers and answered his prayers. Yeah. So going back to this idea that Jesus is beautiful and, and making sure that you get that before you go into the old Testament or some of these harder books to read. Sure. Contextually. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, Terry Cobble calls that a God shot. Like what's your God mm-hmm. shot for the day. Right. And I just love that. Like what is jumping out at you in scripture? What is it that you feel like the Holy spirit is, is prompting you to kind of, you read a scripture, you read a passage and just something jumps off the page. So, yeah. So do you guys have any, any, anything you want to add to that or anything that like has helped you in your, in your quiet time? Walk us through some of your yeah. quiet time. Um, you know, when I learned about prayer, like, uh, again, we all beat ourselves up in prayer. I always yeah. say you fall off a log one of two ways. Like when it comes to walking with God, some people reading scripture comes more naturally. Some people praying comes more naturally. You usually fall off hmm. a log one of those two. Yeah. Like they were more natural bent. So I'm a, I'm more natural scripture reader. My wife's yeah. more natural prayer. Like yeah. it comes easier to her. Yeah. And so with that, for years, prayer was, I felt like, because, you know, Anson and I, you get reading Andrew Murray's and some of these Ian Bounds, you're going, my gosh, mm-hmm. these guys, they're unbelievable. Yeah. But they're at a depth. Yeah. And then you realize they're also in a different context where I remember a guy, mentor of ours, a guy named Larry Osborne, was like, guys, these guys woke up in the morning when sunlight was up, 100 people lived in their town. Yeah. And all they did was write. 
you know, and he was like, sometimes you guys got to give yourself a break. That's right. Mm-hmm. You That's know, because right. guys like us, like these old dead guys are so much more godly. Yeah, we got up like, at four in the morning. <laughs> but Paul Miller, praying life. Yes. And praying church, but just journaling for me set me free. Mm-hmm. Because I keep that. So yes. I journal. Like if you told Joel, journal, like pray, he'd be looking at you like, I'm going to throw you on the ground. You know, <laughs> he, he can say, but he's got his relationships different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that, that praying for he'd me, more, was he'd probably a, be more likely to pick up a guitar, which that's is what not, I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just saying, or Anson. He yeah. Made, I'm a journaler mm-hmm, and it's helped mm-hmm. me to stay focused. It's helped me to, uh, my pleas and, uh, before the Lord, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just different wiring like that. And so that's, cool. that's the one and I think for me in my, on my vacation, first Corinthians, second Corinthians, what I've been going through and like the end result of our faith, our faith is expressed through relationships with others. And yeah, so like, yeah. like that idea of Corinth, you guys have all of these things, but you don't have love. What do you have? Mm. And it just was like that whole sitting there going that my faith is not expressed in my prayer scripture and what I know about God. My faith is actually expressed in how I operate with people and how I relate with people so much different because of Jesus. Yeah, that's great. And bringing me back to that, like interpersonally, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. the deal. And that's where people stink. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh yeah, man, me and God are good, but me and people we struggle for sure. And that's actually an issue of your faith. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be what it's I've been a reflection learning. of your faith yes. for sure. Thus yeah. I'm going to preach it in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, for, for me recently, it's, um, and probably, probably partly because we've been preaching through Luke, but just the, the whole idea of, uh, how, uh, radical to me, the, the idea of the incarnation is that the second person, the Trinity, came and took on flesh. And I mean, even even this uh, recently preaching through the, the transfiguration and where Jesus, we're told that his face became like the face of another, which means mm. completely, like completely other. It changed right. altogether. It was different. And his, his, uh, his clothing became as dazzling white, which is the Greek word for lightning. And so Jesus is flashing like lightning and his face is changed and he's so bright and, and understanding that at that moment, it's not that Jesus is changing. It's that he's giving these guys a glimpse of who he's been this whole time. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, that to me is incredible. And, and, and that happens immediately after Jesus just told these guys, uh, Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. It's going to be hard. Don't be ashamed of me or I'll be ashamed of you. He, he just called them to die. He called them to suffer and immediately he takes them on the mountain to give them a glimpse of his glory. The veil of his humanity is raised to show them who he really is so that they know he's worth suffering for. Yeah. Mm. To mm. me, the compassion of Christ mm-hmm. in those moments yeah. Yeah. to show them his glory and to remind them that he's always worth it is you you see Jesus, you see the humanity of Jesus, you see the divinity of Jesus. You you you're 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 just to me. I've been struck by his um, his love, yeah, and and the love that is the incarnation, and and how we're supposed to be overwhelmed by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, that's really good, good. man. Well, guys, I uh, I don't want to 
keep up any more of your time. Thank you so much yes. for being here yeah, with us today and for, for blessing us and for honoring um, us with your time. So no, absolutely, uh, we appreciate you and always, always enjoy hearing you teach Anson. So it's a pleasure to have you here. It's great to be and, here. And um, thanks again. And thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. And if you guys have any questions, uh, any comments, concerns, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please feel free to email us at beyondsunday at bethlehemchurch.us. And as always, we will see you next time.